you have to have all of your senses very heightened, like an animal in the jungle. This is Yolana Zimmerman. You have to be hypersensitive to what the medical staff needs. And sometimes you have to uh, feel like what the parents need. For 10 years, Yolana reported to work at a hospital, but not as a doctor or a nurse. She didn't wear scrubs, but she did have a uniform. The red nose is a mask, like the smallest mask in the world. Immediately, whoever sees you knows that you're different. Yolana is a clown. Very specifically, she's a medical clown. It's a profession just like any other profession, even though we're being silly. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And we are all going to pile in to the clown car today. Or better yet, we are all going to pile into the clown ambulance. Because today, we are headed to medical clown school. That's after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Clowning goes way, way, way back. Mimes, court jesters, there have been clowns essentially as long as there have been people. And almost for as long, there have been medical clowns. Clowns that work specifically with sick people. Researchers believe that clowns have worked in hospitals all the way since the time of Hippocrates, when the belief was that humor affected health. In the early 19th century, a famous trio called the Fratellini Brothers made the rounds in French hospitals, becoming pioneers in modern therapeutic clowning. In the 1990s, Dr. Patch Adams became an advocate for patient-centered care. Today, Yolana Zimmerman continues this rich history of medical clowning. The clown has poetic stupidity. It's not just being stupid and being an idiot. The clown is supposed to tell the truth. It's a profession just like any other profession, even though we're being silly. There's a lot of studying and there's a lot of experience behind whoever's doing this. To be a good clown takes work. Clowns don't have an incredible reputation these days. Thank you, Stephen King. So to actually do it and make people enjoy it takes a lot of studying and practice. And to be a good medical clown 
takes that and then some. You first have to actually be a good clown, and then you need this whole additional toolbox of skills. Yolanda was able to take that next step by attending what's believed to be the first school of medical clowning. There's a lot of things you can tell your parents you're going to do with your life. But when you tell them you're going to medical clown school, it's hard to know how they're going to react. Everyone in my family was either a lawyer or a doctor, pretty much. I had absolutely no calling to either one of those. (laughs) Really, zero. Classic story of, you know, a kid whose parents divorced very early on, so I became an actress. (laughs) To get, you know, the clapping and... (laughs) I was always dramatic. Yolanda's first passion was acting. She went to acting school in Israel. That's where she still lives. She joined an improv group, and one day one of the other actresses pulled Yolanda aside and gave her an invitation. There's a clown group getting together twice a week for four hours studying clowning with these two guys in a basement somewhere. So I said, okay, that sounds interesting. (laughs) It was quite an invite, but Yolanda figured, why not? It'll be an adventure. So she showed up in the basement and the classes turned out to be really, really fun. And so she kept coming back. She became a regular. And it turned out that the folks running the classes in the basement, they weren't just any old clowns. They were medical clowns. My first reaction was like, oh, my God, how do you guys go into hospitals and work with sick children? That must be so difficult. I'd never want to work in a hospital. But then I heard stories and I got curious. So one day Yolana tagged along and she watched this clown work in the hospital, improvising, connecting with the kids there. And she thought, I want to do this. I definitely want to do this. This is so me. So Yolana was going to be a medical clown. All she needed was a clown name. It was my actual, actually my real nickname since I was a little kid. It's Yo-Yo, which is perfect because it sounds like a classic clown name. And like, I don't always like these like stupid Bobo, but this is my real nickname. So I have a connection with it (laughs) and it's easy to remember. Yo-Yo out here taking shots at Bobo. Not real shots, of course. Just one of those guns where the flag says pow. Yolana, or Yo-Yo, I should say, waded deeper into the world of medical clowning. It was mostly just workshops at this point, in England, in Italy, until she heard about an opportunity to take that training to another level and enrolled in what's thought to be the very first program in the world where you can get an actual degree in medical clowning. Haifa University is in Israel. It's a pretty good-sized school with about 18,000 students and all the normal degrees one would expect. The medical clowning program was founded in 2006. It was a joint effort with an organization called Dream Doctors, which trains clowns to work in hospitals. The medical clowning program was part of the theater school, and students would graduate from the program with a B.A. Yolana was in one of the earliest groups of students in the program. And she remembers just how new this program was. They had to build the, the curriculum special for us because was, there was no such thing anywhere in the world. So I think like the first clowns in our group, you know, are now teaching, but they didn't have anyone really to teach them. I kind of imagine the first day of medical clown school, everyone's walking in, 
in their oversized shoes, puts on their nose, and then wraps a stethoscope around their neck. In reality, the students did take a few theater classes, but the curriculum went way beyond twisting balloon animals. We learned all the all the theories to anyone that studies to be a psychologist in the very beginning. Child psychology and anthropology from different places in the world. And we had classes with nurses. We learned a little bit about different diseases. Uh, we learned about the history of Arab medicine. I mean, what other kind of program can you graduate with both a philosophy education and a little red nose? The first hospital Yo-Yo worked at was called Sharei Zedek in Jerusalem. She was 25 and fresh out of school. The children that I saw on a regular basis that became like an ongoing relationship that was really meaningful to both of us. And there were Jews and Arabs together there, and there were like some children from like Gaza. So I really liked that it was all, they were all together there, and I could make the connections and the friendships and between the parents as well. When you're a clown at a birthday party, the only real interactions you have with parents is like in the kitchen, shuffling by your clown shoes, or maybe when you collect the check at the end of the party. But for medical clowns, parents are a much, much bigger part of the equation. Yolana spent a lot of time in the neonatal unit where babies were being held in incubators. I like to use music a lot. I don't know how to play anything, but I sing. The main thing that would work with the babies was to take a tiny little music box and put it right against the glass and play music, like really gentle things like that. For babies this little, there's not much clown work Yolana can do. But there were still people in the room who needed her. Most of the work was with the mothers or whoever was sitting there with the baby. And the staff there really needed a clown because they're there all day. There's constant beeping of all the machines going on, which also affects their brain waves. They're just in this room all the time. I literally felt like I'm bringing in a, a fresh air. <laughs> You know, like like the September breeze after summer. Sometimes Yolana would just wind up giving the nurse a neck massage. Or they'd talk, tell each other about their day. Early on in her work at the hospital, some of the higher-ranking doctors bristled at a clown being in the room. But over the years, because each clown worked in the same hospital regularly for years, twice a week, it, it became a familiar face. And part of what we learned going along is, is to have this heightened sensitivity of not coming in with a whole bunch of noise. And we really come in and check out the space and what people need from you. When you're a clown working a birthday party, your number one job is to make people smile and laugh, to be a, a big goofball, to get a little smile out of the shy kid in the room. But when you're working in a hospital, it's a lot more nuanced. It wasn't always to be funny or bring a smile. In some situations, if uh, everybody's agitated or there's too much going on, then you need to like calm everything down and slow it down. So you have to bring a, an opposite energy. It would be sometimes to like like in a puzzle to like find the missing piece of the energy or the emotion. There are times when the energy in these hospital rooms gets really intense. 
Yolanda remembers coming back to work after taking some time off. She had just had a kid. And she went straight into a burn treatment unit where a nurse was changing a young girl's bandages, which can be a very, very painful process. And she was crying and her mom was crying. And there was another medical clown there, a friend of mine. And she suddenly saw that I was just standing there like, I, I teared up right away. I always tear up, like, even in, like, stupid movies when somebody cries. But, like, it wasn't a good thing, to, like, to see the, the clown, the medical clown crying. I didn't have the, like, emotional capacity of uh, the separation that I had when I was single, once I was a mom. In some hospitals, clowns work in pairs. They can make stories together, build off of each other. They can decompress together. But Yolana worked alone. Her training at Haifa University taught her that solo clowns were able to have more of a personal interaction connection rather than just putting on a performance. The downside was that you didn't have someone, a partner to ventilate with and to talk about what just happened. So you just carry it in yourself (laughs) into the next room or for the rest of the day. And when there's something like very, that was really emotionally difficult, it's hard to just carry it by yourself. Normally, when a clown leaves a performance or a party, they can wipe off their makeup, kick off their oversized shoes, and put up their feet. But when Yo-Yo would get home and take off her red nose, some of the things she saw and experienced really stayed with her. Nonetheless, the ability to bring joy and laughter or just a smile and comfort into these stressful situations, it really made the work of medical clowning rewarding for her. Yulana had a great 10 years of working as a clown in hospitals. But during that time, the medical clowning program at Haifa University shut down. Funding ran out in 2015. But even though Yo-Yo is no longer working in hospitals, Yolana is picking up where Haifa University left off. She's now teaching and sharing her knowledge with the next generation of medical clowns in Israel. And every now and then, she's still known to break into a silly song. There's this one song that I know from summer camp, and I like seeing this in the hallways, or sometimes in the prenatal units. It goes, My grandma, your grandma, sitting by the fire. My grandma said to your grandma, I'm going to take your land on fire. Talk about hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. I go, I go, and I go, I go, I If there are any aspiring medical clowns listening out there, even though the program at Haifa University ended, there is one still going on at the University of Southern California. And there are many medical clowning workshops held all around the world. This episode was produced by Johanna Mayer. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder-Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There is a link in the episode description. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall, and I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time.
Witness Docs from Stitcher. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure they are always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.